CD I ever had was Linkin Park's first album. That was, my parents got it for me in fourth grade. They bought me a Walkman CD player, an orange one, and that CD and like a thing of batteries. And like I listened to it. I thought that shit was so hard. I used to think that that fool was like, uh, what's his name? Mike Shinoda. I used to think he was a tight ass rapper. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did too. I'll be like, motherfucker, you think Jay Z's tight? If you're the Mike Shinoda, get the fuck out of here. What the fuck was I on, dog? This is episode two of that One Bottles podcast, and my next guest is John Michael, aka Xanax Fan Club, aka Big Tex Johnny, aka your DJ's favorite DJ. How are you, man? I'm doing good, man. Just chilling here at my homeboy Bert's art studio. It's my first time here. Known Bert for like 11 years. It's my first time coming to the studio. Say what's up, Albert. Yeah, hey, what's up, everybody? Where are we at? Southtown Art Gallery, 1913 South Florida. It's one day you're going to remember. By episode 25, I will figure out this address. <laughs> All right, uh, John Michael, you li- literally just spent your last time at Squeeze spinning over there. Uh, what was that experience like? It was kind of crazy, man. I actually, I thought you were going to ask me this. Like, I was thinking, like, what would you ask me first? And I was, like, thinking about Squeezebox and how, like, I feel like that's how I met you. Or maybe I didn't meet you there, but that's, like, what I associate you mm-hmm. with. And it was cool. It was chill. Like, I feel like I've been doing this for so long that it's it's lost a little of its, like, uh, like, I we used to play at this place called Bottom Bracket, and then we stopped playing there. I guess, like, I, it never it never peaked out like it was always really popping and, and and then Squeezebox for me has been like really really crazy and it's kind of like not died completely but definitely got a little less like as time has progressed because the strip is just a big thing like it's bigger than it what I I ever thought it was gonna be it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Now actually, you followed me on Twitter because I wrote a story on Albert. That's oh wow. Yeah, no, I, re- I just remember I remember, it, yeah, and I retweeted I, it. And yeah, I, he retweeted my story, then uh, we followed each other. And then I didn't start going out until probably April 2018. I had a, it was a month before I got my bachelor's degree. So by then I was like, all right, I'm going to graduate. I can go out now. I can enjoy myself. So you never went out before then? I would rarely go. If I went out, it was to like casual art events or like stuff like that. Like you never went out to like drink and like... Nah, well, I, I don't drink. True. Well, neither, I mean... I, I I guess at this point in my life, neither do I. Nice. I kind of, like, stopped drinking maybe about four years ago. I mean, I have a drink, like, celebratory shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, no, or, like, sure. But not have not got actively fucked up in a long ass time. <laughs> I think I think that's a part of, like, when when we're focused and we're determined on getting to that, that goal. I think, you know, at least for me, it's, you know, it doesn't become really necessary to drink i was talking to my homie about it like one of my friends at djs too and he was telling me like you're just getting older and i was just like i feel like i wish i would have made like a realization that like i was wasting a lot of time getting fucked up like sooner i don't i don't i don't think it's i think like whatever your fucking whatever your vice is whatever i don't i'm not judging anyone but like Mm -hmm. i wish that i probably would have done it sooner but like now like Mm -hmm. i feel like I definitely see everything like in a different scope. Like I see like there there's I think there's a way that you can go out and get and have fun, but then I see some people that are just like, all right, like you're definitely pushing it to a whole nother level. Like I see there's people I see like 
five times. Well, not on DJ five times a week, but like when I used to DJ a lot more often, I'd see the same people over and over. And I'm like, damn, like I, I'm glad you're here because this is cool and we're having a good time. But I'm like, damn, like you're here, you're here, here. Like, this is nuts. Like I could not do this. I could not do it. Like oh, I could not. And it's like a money thing. Like I'm like, fuck. Like, are you rich? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you have to be rich to do this. No, I, it's funny that he says that. I always see the same familiar faces too. Uh, and I have a homie. He go. He wants to go out every night. Like once Thursday hits, he wants to go out. And I'm like, I can't do that. I mean, I can do it, but it's, it, it's like, like a love hate relationship because there's like a lot of things that you could discover like by like being social and like going mm-hmm. out with people. Like there's lots of live music down there and like lots of live music all over San Antonio. And like you can meet people that like are like minded like you. Like I met a lot of my friends through DJing, and so like people that like would like the same records as me but there's there's definitely like it's like a slippery slope it's like anything like yeah. anyone if if you if you're like into anything too much it's kind of fucking scary like yeah. to be obsessive that's crazy i remember my first time going to squeeze box i had my camera with me i was just on the strip taking pictures and i was like wow i should not have brought my camera into this tight space wow, yeah because <laughs> people are fucking reckless <laughs> they were reckless and that was my first time going that was around april and then I went a couple more times, and then I chilled for a bit. And then you had your your live streaming events at Paper Tiger for yeah. for uh, Yay and Kid See Ghosts, yeah. which I went to, and that was like my first time actually cordially meeting him. It was tight. I actually really enjoyed that. Yeah, John Michael like you know saw me. I don't know how he noticed me, dude. I was like I was trying to be a fly on the wall. He saw me, you know, extended his hand. So since then, you know, every time I see him, I'm like oh, you know, this guy went out of his way for me. Tell him hi. What's up? No, I, I enjoyed doing stuff like that. Although, like, it, it, I don't know if I would ever do anything like that for Kanye West again. I feel weird about liking yeah. him as a, as an artist still. I, I feel like he's, it's definitely like he's already reached the end or like whatever he is. I mean, he's, he's going to be rich, I guess, forever. Yeah. But like musically, like the last prop, Kitsy Ghost was cool, but the last solo project was really bad. Yeah, it was. I only liked one song from there. I can't believe you don't like Blonde. Oh, you already wanted to go there. I did not say I did not like Blunt. I said I was just disappointed. How are you disappointed in the greatest piece of of art, music-wise? He foreshadowed this. Dude, it was so good. It's so perfect, dude. Like, I get it. I get why you like... It's funny because, like, I know... Like, by you telling me you don't like Blunt, I know, like, kind of what your taste is. Like, in a way. Because people that don't like Blonde and love Channel Orange more than more than Blonde, and there's a lot of people that like that, they just, it, like, the first thing is always, like, there's no drums, right? And Blonde, like, the production is all sparse. But, like, the songwriting is crazy to me. I, I like the production on Blonde. What don't you I, like about it? You think I, it's boring? I don't think it's boring. I just, I thought it should have been a better project. For me to wait four years and for him to tease and tease and tease and tease, and then this is what I get. Like, it, like I never said it was a bad project. How you okay, can, okay, okay. I never I, said... I, I, I retract saying that. Yeah, you can go to my tweets, and I never. I just said I was disappointed because I put Frank Ocean on a, on a pedestal. Like, You think he's the greatest? You think he's like Prince? I, mm, not, I wouldn't put him up there yet, but he, I mean, he definitely has a trajectory to go up there because I, I think Frank, Frank Ocean's voice is amazing. So who do you think it is? It's like Prince, Michael Jackson, and then after their era, it's what, like Beyonce? Yeah, Beyonce. Like who's, who's big like that? I think Frank Ocean's big like that. Frank Ocean reminds me of like what, like, um, like Elton John as shit. Like it, everyone likes him. Like you, you could. It's it, he's like he's just a global person. 
You know what I'm saying? And I've always liked him because when I first heard Frank, it was on She. So I was a sophomore or junior in high school. It was it was in 2011 for sure. Okay. And that's when I got super into Odd Future as a teenager. You love them? Uh, Did you love them? Like Odd Future, you like all their music? Yeah, I would listen to all of them. Like all, even their little subgroups that they had within each other. I thought they were dope. And then I, I guess as I got older, I only stuck to Tyler and Earl and on Dumbo Genesis. But everybody else is just like, eh. I, I think, I don't know. I, I think Frank Ocean's next album is going to be something that's like genre bending again. Like, it's going to be something crazier. I feel like he's going to rap a lot. Yeah. Dude, I love it when he, like, I loved him on Sunday with, the uh, Earl's, the with Earl. Yeah, he oh, it. dude, he bodied that. And I, I love that he pretty much went at everybody that was homophobic towards him. And I guess like Chris Brown too, right? Yeah, he went at Chris Brown's neck. What do you think about Chris Brown having like a, a career resurgence? Do you hate Chris Brown? I don't hate him. But how long has it been since... Uh, but and, and I want to go back to... to I don't want to go back to episode one, but episode one, Albert and I were talking about that, how people were canceling artists. What do you think about cancel culture? What, okay, on a big scale and all. Okay, so like on a local scale, how do you feel like? So say like people were to like go through like do a keyword search on something that you tweeted or wrote about, and say you use I don't know some kind of slur. Do you feel like? Say you used it in two. Oh yeah, how old are you? You're twenty three. Twenty four. You're twenty four. So say they used it. Say you tweeted this thing when you were seventeen years old. Say you. You just were like, it didn't mean what it meant to you. It was just a slur to you or whatever the fuck. Do you feel like your 24-year-old self is responsible for your 17-year-old self? Uh, just to, uh, if, if I still think that way, yes. If, I, if I'm more mature and it's not who I am anymore. Because to me, that 17-year-old that Jose does not exist anymore. That version of me is gone. So is it your fault that... So, like, is it... Okay, you're using you as an example. But, like, is it the person's fault that they were, like, uneducated? Is it their parents' fault that they never taught them, like, this is a right way to go about? Like, whose fault is it? There, like, there's a lot of... There's a lot of components to that. Because we can go to the parents. You know, we can go to their friends. Yeah. I know for me, I never used the N-word up until I went to a predominantly black school. Where dude, they, I, they would encourage me to I, use I, it. I remember growing up when I met my first, like... Dude, there was no black people in my neighborhood. Yeah. And it was, like... I remember my first ever, like, true black friend in my neighborhood, and I'm still friends with him. He's, like, a family friend of mine. But also remember, like, one of my mentors, like, I used to think that it was okay to say it, like, up until probably I was maybe, like, 20. Mm -hmm. I thought it was fine. And it's weird because, like, now, like, it, it literally, like, it, it makes me it makes me feel ugly, like, knowing that I was cool. Like, like I didn't think much of it. Yeah. But then I'm like, damn, like, it's, it was really irresponsible of me to think it was okay. And it sucks because now, like, I'm like, damn, like, I'm pretty sure, like, like I fed into, like, my homies thinking it was okay mm -hmm. or, like, not ever saying anything. So now I try to, like, check my friends. Like, I think it's gotten, I, I think in San Antonio, that's, like, one of the biggest things is that every, well, it's crazy because, like, there's, like, also, like, like, people that are, like, Puerto Rican and shit, like, they allow them to say it. Like, it's, a, like, I have a I have some Puerto Rican homies and I have some black homies and we hang out like they don't like to them it's nothing yeah and it's just like damn so like so it's like Puerto Rican or Dominican or like people like South American people and then there's Mexican people like that think it's okay also but also it's not okay so where do we draw like where's the line drawn? to me if you're if you're not 
black at all, uh, you shouldn't say it. I agree. Because uh, it's not your word. It's not like me as a brown guy. It's, it's I shouldn't use that word. And I, I check my friends too all the time because they use it. And, and, and what gets me mad, I put a post on Facebook. It gets on Facebook. <laughs> but all the like maybe everybody's ten, pissed off right everybody's pissed off like 10 mexicans were like that's racist and i'm like what i'm like you know how easy it is to not use that word even when you recite lyrics do you think do you think it'll just die out as people get older like the, like i know a lot of like cats like in their mid-30s that like met, like are still stuck like in a in a really weird space like when i started making music i would hang out with like a lot of different people from my neighborhood mm-hmm. like uh Five Palms area, like okay. Old Pearsall Road, um, Medina Base, like all it's like a big square. Yeah, and like uh, those people, like to this day, still say it. I know they say it, and like to them, like I don't think they they mean to be offensive, right? Because it's all mixed down down there. Like yeah, everyone's like either like some like full Mexican or half black, half Mexican. I had a lot of mixed homies like when I was in high school. And, like, even Zeke, like, my homeboy Zeke is, like, mixed. And it's crazy because, like, he's able to, like, teeter this line to yeah. where, like, he can make, like, Mexican jokes and black jokes. And, like, it's just, like, what can you – you can't – he literally it has, like, immunity to, like, PC culture. Yeah. Like, he could be politically incorrect and, like, people could just not tell him anything. Yeah. It's nuts. And so, like, I think – I don't know, man. Like, saying – like, cancel culture is, is like, a – it's fucking ravenous, dude. Like, dealing with music in San Antonio, like, I meet bands that are, like, tight. Like, and it's crazy because, like, I won't know anything about them. I'll just think that they're cool or I like their music or yeah. someone will, ref- like, be like, hey, you should check this band out. It's happened with, like, two or three acts. And, like, I'll put them on a bill for something. Like, it's usually free week. That's the only thing that I've been a part of with Paper Tiger. Like, mm-hmm. I help, like, behind the scenes type stuff. Like, assisting with and doing like day, day stuff with like there's there's a lot of people like part of that machine and like all the free week stuff they've there's been there was one time that i put this act on there and the people that were opening were like we don't want to do this we don't want to perform on the show anymore because so and so this happened and this happened and this happened and they're canceled i was like what do you mean like i had i didn't even know what canceled meant yet this is probably like three years ago oh wow and then so like I was like what like what do you mean like we don't want to do this and then and then in some girl like some girl was like hey I'm trying to think of how to word this I don't I don't want to talk about it anymore or like put them on blast like that like so this girl was like we I, we don't support this band anymore so and so so is is friends with a rapist or something like that oh wow and I was like I don't, like it's I'm in a weird position where it's like what am I supposed to do like I don't know if you if like if this is like outrage or like if this is like I don't have no facts you know what I'm saying yeah. so then I had so then automatically like everyone's just like well fuck them they're over don't support this band like they suck and then I, I know it sucks because like most of the time all the, most of the time it's it's true but I've I've been in two situations where it hasn't been true or mm. it's been like something that's been so like Remember that get, like when like that telephone shit like where they tell you something and it like passes down to the next person yeah. like it started off as this one like concrete fact and it's turned into like some crazy ass shit yeah and I'm like fuck like and I and I have to just be like I have to give people the benefit of the doubt and be like all right now nah, I won't fuck with it or I'll fuck with it and it's like yeah. it's like a case by case thing like people get canceled every day 
like I, even like Doja Cat, like the rapper, she just put out a big ass single, and it's like, oh, they have posted posted her Twitter like saying that she was saying calling people like, um, like it was like a gay slur. Oh and, wow! And, and yeah. now she people are like, or is she uncancelled now because her last song went was like super popping. And it's like, so what, where, what's what's the threshold? Like, what cancels somebody, and what yeah. can they can they become uncanceled in time? Like, doing good things, like you know what I'm saying? Like, like there's so much discourse in America because of people like being like, it's always like you either this or you're that. You yeah. can't be like, there's some there's you can't be in the middle anymore. If you're in the middle, like then you're just to 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 people you're just like, oh, you don't you you. You have no conviction. You're worthless. Like either you're a liberal or you're a fucking conservative or something, and it's it's that shit's crazy too, man. Because I I know there's people that drive around all day listening to like Fox talk radio and thinking like, damn man, like the fucking minorities are really coming for us. You know what I'm saying? Like they really believe that every day. Yeah, when I mean me as a reporter, I tend to be down the middle, and it's cool. Um, being that bridge, or at least trying to be that bridge to tell a story the right way. Um, I know there's a lot of activists who are pretty extreme on both sides of the spectrum. And I've gotten positive feedback from them about just the way I, I go about things. Because me, I don't lean one way or the other. I just have my thoughts. I just have my beliefs. I think people are afraid to, to share their opinion now because they don't want yeah. people to shit on them. And like, it is weird meeting like Mexican people that are down for like Trump and stuff, and there's a lot of people in San Antonio that are down for it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, damn, well, it's kind of people it's, from Mexico that are actually that are they've become citizens here that are pro him. And, and it's, it's like, dude, I like I get it. Like I'm, I don't want to hate you for your opinion. I don't want to hate anybody really, unless like you're fucking like a murderer or something, or rapist or like a weirdo. Yeah. But like, it sucks, dude. Because like, dude, my little nephew just recently started kindergarten, and like. He's uh, he lives in Floresville, right? And Floresville is predominantly like you know country folk and shit. Yeah. And like, dude, like, what's his opinion gonna be when he's older? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what? Like, my brother and his wife are super intelligent and like really like outspoken people. But it's just like, damn, like he's gonna be away from them like eight hours a day. Like, don't you think that's gonna morph his opinion a little bit? Yeah. Probably. I would hope not, cause he he seems to be intelligent. Like. He's only five, but yeah. like, it's I I do feel like Texas is the way that it is, or whatever, or like San Antonio, like it's very still much segregated, like, and it's by it, and it's like, all right, like all these people that live in the South Side feel this way, or like it's like all people that live in the East Side feel this way, and they feel this way about this and that, and it, it's crazy. Like I know people in my family that still think the East Side is ghetto because black people live there, and I'm like, what the fuck, like, dude, it, like. It, what does that even matter? Like, the, there's a hood in every side of town. Like, yeah. the south side has a hood, the east side has a hood, the north side has a hood, the west side has a hood. Like, it, it doesn't matter. Like, people are, like, my, I have so many older relatives that fail to, like, understand, like, that people are in these situations not because they wanted to be, because they were forced or they're, they were born into some shit. Like, yeah, they're set up, like, yeah, they're set up yeah. from, from birth. They're set up from the zip code they're they're born in. They're set up from the schools they attend, um, and it's unfortunate because a lot of these people have to work twice or three times as hard to get out of their situation. I mean, if they do get out of that situation, you know, it, it's it still might find them. You know, I, like 
I was thinking about the other day, like, my name is Xanax Fan Club. It's so stupid and it's really old. Yeah. And, like, it sucks that, like, sometimes I want to, like, voice my opinion about something or, like, yeah. and then one time I did, I remember what was happening. It was about, like, the, what's happening at the border, like, all of the kids in the cages and, and all that fuck shit. And, like, somebody was all, like, your name's Xanax Fan Club, dude. Like, you support drugs. Like, we don't care about your fucking opinion. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, like, damn. Like, I, so, like, that's what made me, like, I've been wanting to change it. Then my homie was all, like, no, people, like, are not going to forget about you. Because you're, I was, like, bro, like, if my only legacy is that, like, I have Xanax on my name, I'd rather much be forgotten in this world. Yeah. Like, I, I, I would not, I would not want to exist. <laughs> what prompted you to even come up with that name? I used to hang out with, like, a couple of homies. Um, when I first started wanting to make music, I would like produce, I'd rap and shit, and like do this. Is, like when you first get into music, you want to do everything. Yeah. And like, I had a homie named Calvin, and I met him. I don't know how the fuck I met him. I started making music with these people. Damn, I gotta go. Okay, I had a, I had a homie named Dante who was like my one of my first old friends in music who had like. He had music production programs and shit. This was like 2009. And I met him because of my friend Rizm. His name's Michael. My goes by Michael McKenzie. I think, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, like, yeah. he introduced him. me to Dante and Zeke. I met all of them in 2008, 2009. And like, so like when I met all these people, um, I was like doing music. I had worked like a real shitty job. I used to work like at a car dealership for a little bit too, like doing email stuff and I did that for like two years and then um are you graduated by now yeah out of high school okay okay and i did like college a little bit like here and there like not really serious i was never serious about going to school but um i met i met these cats josh springer and jeremy king they're like my homies oh, yeah. and they used to have this thing called third label and it was like a san antonio like they were still in high school when i met them i was 20 they were 18 or 17 and um we had started making music together and it was fun and we were doing shows and shit and at the time like my twitter was like i was really into wiz khalifa growing up like super big fan like like bert like bert was super into i don't know if you know bert's uh fandom with wiz khalifa is like he dude like he like he he he's the reason that wiz khalifa him and zeke are the reason that wiz khalifa blew up in, in san antonio and, like, I don't know if he's ever told you that story. No. Okay, so... That's Wiz- how we would play at our parties. <laughs> okay, so, like, Wiz Khalifa was, like, like uh, probably, like, um, flight school era. Uh, like, for people that know music. Like, yeah. that mixtape, flight school, and, like, uh, fucking Deal or No Deal, or uh, the first <clears throat> album. I forgot what it was called. He had... What's the first album called? Um, the one that had Say Yeah on it. I can't believe I forgot, but... No, you shouldn't have forgot. You were not the president yeah, of the no, Khalifa Club but, anymore. Um, something like Starship. Uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't that. Impeached. Okay, so okay, so anyway, King of the City. Uh, yeah, 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 Prince yeah, of the City. Prince, Prince of the, the City. city. <laughs> okay, so like he, they were super big in the Wiz Khalifa, like, and I, they would. I, I didn't go to high school with any of them. I, w- I went to Southwest, and they went to Burbank. Or you went to Burbank? And Lanier. And Lanier. I, I was at Lanier. Zach was at Burbank. Okay, so like. They would have these things, and I would get text messages. I don't know if this is this might be before your time, but they they would do like these text chains, like with parties. Yeah. So that you would get a text message like, "Hey, there's a party here tonight," and it would have like a meetup spot. You meet up at fucking Lowe's or some random ass place on Woodlawn. Uh, Woodlawn, right? <laughs> dude, so it'd be a big ass meeting. The ducks. <laughs> it's crazy, dude. That we started with all this dark ass shit, and now we're going to all see all this fucking stupid ass shit. All right. <laughs> 
And so I'm like, how do you feel about cancel culture? Wiz Khalifa is the greatest rapper of all time. <laughs> and it's, it's so fucking... Dude, so he, he fucking... Uh, he would throw he they would throw these parties as TGOD like Taylor Gang like take they it'd be like a TGOD party it's and everyone from all over the the South Side would go bro like I knew chicks and dudes from all kinds of high schools because I would go to these parties I remember one was like off a highway like underneath like a ditch like I remember it was crazy dude there must have been like a thousand people there and like Wiz Khalifa would like post like it was like they were a street team almost like it was a street team type thing like. I remember uh, Wiz would write back to Zeke and you, right? He mm. wrote back to you. He would write to them and be like, like if they were like part of like his of his promotional thing, and like it was crazy. And that's that's how, okay. So my Twitter name was JM or Die because of Taylor Gang or Die. My name's not <laughs> Michael. So like, and so why I picked Xanax Fan Club is because when I met my homeboy Calvin, who I met through. All the third label people. That's why I was talking about them. Yeah, I had a uh, we were at a house party off Marbach and right there like by the security services and there's like an apartment so I forgot what they're fucking called I used to know what they were called but I forgot now and I was like why are we here like there's a lot of people here and it was a homecoming party for my homie Sammy who had just got out of jail he wasn't my homie at the time he was a complete stranger yeah so we became friends and after we became friends we hung out all the time because he used to, dude he's really one of the funniest maybe the funniest person I know and like we became friends and then that's when like I got introduced to like people really being about like it wasn't until I met people from Warren area that were all like into bars, like always be barred out, always pop zans. Damn, it was white kids. It, dude, honestly, and it wasn't just white kids. It yeah. was like a mixture of things, but it, it's definitely it was definitely what I consider a suburban drug because like I don't know, like growing up, like all there was was weed, yeah. like and it was like dirt, and like I was never into, <laughs> I was never into smoking weed, but like I don't remember people like having coke at in high school, you know, or yeah. like. But now, like, I'm now I'm sure you could get anything. Like, now yeah. I'm sure, like, you're you're a freshman in high school, you could get... Like, everybody makes jokes about, per, like, Percocets, like, if it's fucking anything. Yeah. I'm like, dude, that's crazy. But, like, anyways, so, like, uh, we would... I would make music at his house. He had a house... He had moved into a house on Marbach and Military, right by the China Rose. And then when he moved into the house, I set up, like, a makeshift studio there. Like, kind of like what we have here. Like, mm-hmm. a mic and, like, a keyboard and shit. And we would make music and... It was tied because, like, they, they, it was always a party there, like, every single day of the week. And it was, like, they they also, like, had lots of people coming out, lots of people coming through. And I was just, like, damn. And, like, I, I was, like, damn. It's, like, they're, like, uh, they would sit there and watch me make music. And then one day I was just, like, it's, like, a little fan club. Yeah. And then they were all barred out. So I was, like, it's, like, Xanax fan club type shit. Like, damn. a tight beat. So, like, I was, like, this is tight. Because it was always a satire. Like, it was never supposed to describe me. Yeah. And then... I don't know. It wasn't until like a couple years ago that I actually even started getting like people to come fuck with me or like three years ago to come see me do stuff. Yeah. And then it kind of like grew a little bit. And now like I know some people like only they only know me as that. I don't even know that my name's Sean Michael or like yeah. they'll be like, what up, Zan? And I hate that. So I'm like, fuck, like I have to change it. I also don't want people to think that I'm a fucking idiot. Let's go back to JM or die. Nah, it's gonna, it, it, it really is gonna be beat, uh, Big Text Johnny. Like that's gonna be my handle for everything. I, I already made it. Like I gotta like confirm it. But I have one more show for um, Neon Indian or I'm, me and my homeboy Laser Cat are DJing for. It's called SOS. It's like a kind of like a mini, like Latino type thing. Yeah. So that's gonna be my last time using that name. Well, where'd you come up with Big Text Johnny? 
Dude, it's funny because it was it, it was way not actually yeah. Well, because big okay, so big Texas like for people that don't know like big Texas that big ass uh, statue or like that big ass aluminum thing at the state fair like big Tex. And my name's John, so like big Tex Johnny. My homeboy Jeremy calls me Johnny all the time. And um, dude, it's funny. It was funny because I've been posting about big Tex Johnny shit for like three years. Like I would just use it during my birthday month. Yeah, I would make my little handle or like a little name. Or it would be like Big Text Johnny or J Pain, like T Pain, and like I remember the J Pains. Yeah. Okay. So like I would make I, I would switch them every month to something else because I got I low key jacked it from McConan because he'd always be like Red Dragon McConan or like Super Chef McConan. I really <laughs> thought that that was cool, and like um, somebody was like, "Oh, you're doing that because cowboys are popular now." And I was like, what do you mean? They're all like... Oh, little Nas X? Yeah, and I was like, all right, whatever, bitch. It was some <laughs> chick. I was just like, fuck out of here. Dude, it's so funny that he said that because I was... The other... Uh, I've been wanting to buy some Cortezes through Nike ID, and there's these all red ones, and you can't get them anywhere but Nike ID. They don't sell them anymore now because they sold out, but I was like, you know what would be dope? If I get some Diggies and then a Dickie shirt and wear some all red Cortezes, that would look fire, right? Met Gala happens and Kanye wears the Dickies and I'm like, oh man, people are gonna think I'm trying to ride a, a Kanye wave by, Dude, by wearing and, that. And, and I'm and like, you, oh and that's my like the worst God. thing. Like, that's the worst thing. Like that, if riding a Kanye wave is like the worst thing. Can it do. is, and and it's crazy because like, I. I really, really like. I really enjoy his sneakers, dude. Like, not all of them, but they're comfortable. Like, I like Adidas. I like like the Addy Light shit. Yeah. And like, now when I wear them, I feel like a clown, dog. Like, I feel like I'm embarrassed. But I, they're all beat up now, so I just tell people like they're my beaters or whatever. Like, I, <laughs> I cut the grass in these hoes. I, I cut the grass in the yays. <laughs> and it's just like, damn. Like, what's the, like? I can't wear Cortezes because my foot's like too fat. So like, it feels uncomfortable. Yeah. But like. I don't know, man. Like, I don't want to wear Air Force Ones all the time either. That's why I, I that's why I only kind of wear sandals. Yeah. And, like, now it's, like, it started off as a joke. Like, I've been probably wearing sandals, like, since 2014 a lot. Yeah. Like, five five years of, like, I wear sandals five days a week. Yeah. Like, it's a I wear shoes. Life right there. I wear shoes mm-hmm. if my girl wants me to put shoes on. I'll put shoes on. Like, yeah. if she wants to go somewhere to eat. Or if, like, I'm going to go visit some family I don't see often. But even if I, even if it's, like... A family thing. I'm like, fuck it. Like, were they gonna judge me? Yeah. Like, okay. Like, some of my family thinks it's lazy. I was like, dog. Like, so, like, some sandals are important. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't wear sandals, if you wear shoes all the time, your feet are busted. Like, my dad wore like shoes his whole life, and his feet are fucked. Like, <laughs> they look gross. And like, I'm just like, damn. Like, this motherfucker wear boots his whole like Wolverine boots his whole life. <laughs> And, like, now, like, that fool never wore sandals. And now, like, you see his toes. I'm like, he could never go anywhere out in public and show his toes. And, like... <laughs> He's flaming his dad for no reason, dog. <laughs> I'm just saying, dog. Like, now, this was one time my dad's like, you look lazy. I was like, what you mean? He's like, you look lazy as fuck. Just because I was wearing, like, sandals and my hair. <laughs> Dude, and the thing is, like, I, 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 like, now I keep my hair short so I don't have to comb it. Like, I used to have long hair and I... And I always look, like, sloppy as fuck. And I'm like, man, I don't want to look sloppy. I know what... I'll just, like, keep a buzz cut, and people won't think I'm sloppy. Because, like, I hate combing my hair. I hate doing shit like that. Oh, dude, it's a pain. Dude, it's, it's work. Having long, Maintaining hair is work, dog. Like... Right? Me, man. I'm, I'm, I'm growing it up. I used to be shaved head. Oh, he right. stays with the comb. Yeah. He can't use a comb. Do remember people used to rock... She won't bring it home. Remember... <laughs> yeah. Remember people used to rock, like, a comb and a bandana, like, in their pocket at oh, all times? Bro. A handkerchief? <laughs> I see, I see Hey, that. I wore a bandana the other day. 
Dog, like that's that was dude, yeah, my, he's playing dude, with my, me. Hey, my grandpa well, because I didn't like blonde. <laughs> <laughs> no, my grandpa walks around with a handkerchief everywhere and just sneezes in it ugly, like like the most ugliest sneeze you could think of, and he just puts it in his pocket and he just keeps folding it and folding it and folding it till like that shit is thin as a paper straw, bro. And and then you un you un like you go like you drop it out. And it's like fucking this full of snot, dog. Like, uh, like boogers from like the last six days and shit, bro. It's uh, disgusting. Dude. That's funny. So since we're on a light note, what are your biggest pet peeves being a DJ? People making requests. People that do one, one thing that I've seen like as a strip has gotten more popular is that a lot of people just stand around. It's fucking weird. Oh, it's so like, bro, like, you don't got to really move a lot. Like, I don't dance. Like, like my, my girl's like a dance. Like, she loves to dance and I don't dance well. Yeah. So like, uh, that's honestly why I love being a DJ because then it, I, I, it always gives me something to do. Yeah. Like I don't have to like be on the dance floor. It yeah. scares the shit out of me because I don't like people looking at me and judging me. And like, I like some people like my homie Alex like a really good dancer or like he has a lot of like little moves he likes to do and shit. And like I'm like that's tight. Like people enjoy it. People actually like seeing him dance. Like people like he's just doing like a little shoulder roll and like everyone's all like. Getting videos of him and shit, like bro, that one guy, um, the one with the blonde hair. Um, he's the DJ. He does high tones. Blonde hair. Oh, laser cat. Yeah. So we were at I was at high tones like maybe a month ago, and he was playing a cumbia, and then he just jumped off the stage and started dancing. Motherfuckers, motherfuckers bro. treat DJs like if they're like wild animals behind the glass. <laughs> it's like like and, it, and it's just like they're like. I don't know, like, it's, it's exciting. Dude, one time me and that fool, like, he's he's one of my oldest friends yeah. now and one of my best friends. Like, I actually met Laser Cat because one time we went to California, me and my friends. Yeah. And my homie Jeremy showed me his SoundCloud and he would make music, like, produce records. Oh, nice. And, like, I liked them a lot. And I was like, dude, you should come DJ with us. And then he DJ. we used to do this thing called Third Thursday at Bottom Bracket. And, like, he was like, I want to do this uh, with y'all more often. And we became friends and now, like, We've been friends for five years now. Nice. I think, like, five years. And um, one time, me and him, we used, to, we used to drink a lot. I remember we went to High Tones, and we we danced, like, together, like, if we were a couple, like, <laughs> for, for, like, 30 minutes, and it was it, it was tight. Like, he was all spinning me and shit, and I was, like, having a blast, and I'm like, damn, like, I was fucked up. I would never do that sober. But, like, <laughs> like my girls, my girl gets pressed about it because like I I, I want to honestly that's one of my goals is to like learn how to dance better. Yeah. So that like I could at least dance with my girl. Does she ever pressure you? Yeah, for sure. And but it's like she just wants to have a good time, and yeah. I don't blame her and shit. And like I'm like damn. So like I, I hope this year I could really learn how to dance like for real, for real. Bro, actually going out this past year, I've gotten better at dancing like just solo. Yeah. I mean, I still can't dance for shit. Um, but I don't think anybody could dance for shit. Yeah. Like unless like you're like fucking. Yeah, you're you're a good dancer. Like, well, like, Laser Cat could dance. He's oh, Laser, he's a, he's a dance. real dancer. Yeah. He's a, yeah. like he break dances and shit. Oh, I saw that they have that at the that community center. Yeah, like he's a real dancer. Like he's yeah. been dancing for years. Like when I met him, like he gave us like the rundown of what things he was into. Yeah, like he was super into break dancing. Like, like uh, I know he used to do that thing at the church, and then he used to be part of like a little crew and shit. Yeah. Like. San Antonio has a big has a big culture for that. Like you should probably talk to him about it one day. I bet he has some like cool stories about it. Yeah, um, I know, I know, cause I don't know y'all y'all well, y'all's generation grew up. I know mine did, but um, freestyle music. Yeah, that yeah. was in my household all the time because yeah, my for sisters, sure. Because my Free, freestyle side, my homie Marcus, uh, who just we we helped him move here from Dallas. 
he is super into freestyle music and like wants to do like you've heard of scam and jam you know what that is no scam and jam is like a party they do in california like um i forget the name of the chick belladonna and stuff like that it's like she's like kind of popular for being kind of like like that's her style yeah all the all the like og ass shit like latino cali latino stuff yeah, the so Khalifa like, stuff. It's called Scam and Jam, and he wants to do shit like that here, and I think we're gonna try to do that here. Dude, that would be a hit here. Dude, I, I, it would be, but it's just like how to make it tasteful. Yeah. And like, I, if we're gonna do it, I want to do it right and have like a big production behind it. Like, yeah. I wanna, I wanna have lowriders at Paper Tiger, and I wanna like have them like posted up in the inside too, like that big ass side room and outside in the front. Like, yeah. but I don't want to also be a poser. Like, I, I'm like, all right, like I don't want to like, I want to do it with those people like in collaboration with them so they could get guap too because yeah. I don't want to just be like I'm, I mean I'm from the south side and I'm a normal person like Latino person but like I don't want to make it seem like oh yeah like we're about this fucking culture like I support it and I love it but yeah. like I can't be like you know what I'm saying yeah, like, Lowriders has always the been a runner of it yeah I'm not gonna yeah. be like alright man this is our <laughs> shit now like this is me who yeah. I am yeah Lowriders has always been a, a Cali thing yeah uh, I mean, here in Texas is more like slabs. Well, my hom- slabs. My, yeah, my homie Isaac, his his family's from California, and is his grandpa just recently passed, and he had like crazy old lowrider magazines that I wanted. He's gonna scan them and shit. I wanna post them. Dude, that's dope. Yeah, because there's some fire ass shit in there, dude. Like, they you gotta remember they had like their own promo and like people could buy ads, so there's gonna be like a lot of like local ass shit in there from the '80s, some people that were trying to like get their shit off, and it's like it's tight, like. Uh, they have some lowrider bikes too. Yeah, lowrider bikes are fire. Dude, they are, dude. They they really are. That is fire. Like, dude, like you pull up in one of those, like, or just cruise those. Like, granted, like they'll probably rob your ass if they saw like you park where you or like they follow you where you live and steal it from you. But like, those are clean. Bikes are clean, man. Um, how do you stay in touch with the local music scene? Like, how do you keep tabs on new artists, current artists? I try. I I try not I try not to I try not to ever like think that any like that anyone's too small. Yeah. Like I think that there's been like lots of artists that like I've listened to and I, and I've heard them on like very early. Yeah. And like I don't know, dude, like you never know who's going to be tight. There's people like there's some shit that just stinks, right? Like the music's just like it's there's no thought behind it. They're just trying to come up like as like a way of commerce. Yeah, and like that's cool, but like, there's there's San Antonio has a lot of cool artists, and there's a lot of people that no one even really knows. Like, dude, like, I didn't know about the brawlettes until that's Mar- the drummer is is it's, it's his, his, his little cousin. cousin. Yeah, yeah, I saw his tweet. Yeah, it's his little cousin. So like, he put me on to them, and then they're tight as fuck. Shout out the brawlettes, man. They're tight. We got super lit last night. You guys, yeah. So fun? after the show, um, the lead singer, she follows me on Twitter, so she came up to me, and like, I started talking to. The guitarist's boyfriend who was handling merchandise. They're like, "Hey, what's what's popping?" You know, on Mondays, and I'm like, "Really nothing." And I was like, "But we can hit the gay strip, and hopefully something will be popping." And we ended up going to Pegasus, and uh, we're I've never we, been there. Yeah, we we just did karaoke the whole night. But man, dude, they they had a fucking blast. And then I took them in the next door to get pizza. Uh, so we were there till like almost two a.m. So shout out the Rollets, man. They're super dope. Where are they from? They're from Dallas or Oak Cliff, Oak Cliff. Yeah, so it's basically like what Converse is to San Antonio. Uh, yeah, but they're dope. Oh, but back to you and the, the local artists. I mean, like hearing cool shit, like in San Antonio, there's like some of my favorite artists. Like 
either I've known them because of friends or I'm just interested in working with them. Like, you know, like I, I like producing music for people like Hoodlum and I met Hood, I've known Hoodlum for a long time, maybe like since I was, dude, I've known him, shit, I've known him for 11 years or 12 years. Damn. And his sister used to date one of my homeboys who was also like one of my best friends, this guy named Greg. And so he was young as fuck when I met him, like maybe like in seventh grade. And like now, like it's crazy, like to see like, like when we put uh, OJ out, and it, people really liked it and like really gravitated towards it, and like now it's just like like uh, I wanted. To, we have more songs like in the process of being completed. Yeah. But like, um, him and like people like Mateo who I worked with like at the very beginning, mm-hmm. and now it's like there's people that I like or like Peso Peso, this guy that I produced his record for. And seeing his record like get like a million plays in a month was crazy to me. Yeah. So I'm just like, damn, like finding about I I find out I find out about shit just like everybody else though. Like you go to YouTube and you might see someone like being featured on a song. Yeah. Like I had posted that thing on Instagram about TK or like how I sent him a message a long time ago. Yeah. Like seven months before the race came out, because Isaac, which is one of my best friends and someone I make music with, has fucked with him for longer. Yeah. He used to be Dude, well, people, they used to have this thing called Daytona Boys, and Isaac was like super into plugged in. I, Isaac used to have like a blog, a music blog. Yeah. And he was super plugged into the scene, so he would like find shit. And he's, I think he's the one that played it for me. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. he put, he had rapped on "Get Silly," the Bic song. Get silly. Yeah, dude, take it, bodies. I don't know if you ever heard of him rap on there. Oh yeah, I did. So I, this this one kid, he's uh, sorry to yeah, cut you off, but there's uh, a I volunteer at this community center, and I've been going at San Juan, and I've been going there since 2001. So when I turned 15, I became a volunteer there. So I've been there for nine years as a volunteer. But one of my kids, he goes to Burbank, and we were talking about TK being locked up and stuff. And he's all, "Have you heard his Get Silly?" And I'm like, "Get Silly?" I was like the VIC song. Yeah. And he's all. Yeah, that, that that one old artist. I was like, damn, dude, when he he's an old artist now. <laughs> it just I just felt old at that moment. Guess who's a banger? For life. Hell yeah! Like the uh, dance floor. <laughs> oh my gosh! Soldier Boy produced that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think like, so. And like, um. So he um Isaac rapped on that. No, he didn't rap on it. He was just he knew them. Oh yeah, yeah. I was taking that rap on it. Dude, yeah, I went, you should talk to him because he he has like dude he he was very like. Like the underground Texas scene that eventually, like he was very, like he knows a lot about it, and then he was a part of it yeah. when his record started to blow up. He had the song called "Bury Me," and it did like pretty good numbers for SoundCloud era, like yeah. 2015, 2016. But like, um, that's how I found about him. It's just like people I know that like are into music. Now that I'm getting older, I feel like now it's like some music I hear and I fucking hate it, and I'm like, damn, is it because I'm old now or like because I'm older? Yeah, and I'm like. Nah, so it probably just sucks. Like, cause like yeah. I like shit, like new shit. You know what I'm saying? Like Lil Tuzi or like even like the more like underground music is mainstream now. Like somebody was all like, "Oh, you you listen to underground shit?" Like NLE Choppa. I was like, "That dude's not underground." Like, no. he, he's he just on like Blueface. <laughs> big as fuck. Like anyone that's on Lyrical Lemonade isn't underground. Yeah. Like that's also crazy that if you're on Lyrical Lemonade, you blow up like in 24 hours if the song's good. Like if it's if it's decent. Like, yeah. But no, and then like I don't know, like it, it's all, it's all, it's all, it's also like always a pursuit of mine to find people to work with. Like I feel like I got really early on. And, dude, honestly, he doesn't get enough credit. There's this video director, his name's Don't Hype Me, 
his name's Jalen. He's from here in San Antonio. And he shot this video for Mateo and this the song I produced him called French Kiss. Mm -hmm. And like it had did like a million views or a couple million. I don't know what it's at now. Because we had deleted the song off. No, we deleted Sleepwalk, which is another song we had together that we shot in front of the Malt House. Uh, shout out Malt House. Crazy. The place sucked at the end, but it was good. <laughs> I was good like years ago. It was terrible at the end though. Okay, so like... Uh, <laughs> Dude, it was like I'm not gonna yeah, lie. No, you know what I'm saying? That was a classic spot, though. It was classic. You know what I'm saying? But at the Excuse end, me, was... I got a I got a rat in my burger. <laughs> Straight up, dog, master splinter, fucking French fries. <laughs> but like master splinter, French fries, <laughs> dog. But like, uh, don't hide me. Shot a lot of cool shit. For, he shot it for Tay K. He shot Mega Man. The song called Mega oh, Man. Oh, dude, that song he goes shot, hard. Uh, some shit for Tay Money, who's like blowing up out of Dallas. Who's like. Now she's with that dude from Lyrical Lemonade. I forget his fucking name, white guy. Yeah. But like, he he shot a lot of big videos for a lot of people before they blew up. Yeah. And like, he's a good tastemaker too. But also, he's down to work. He's down to work. Like as long as like you present something. So like, that shit's tight to me. Um, was it a difficult um, task to learn the business aspect of music? Fuck yeah. To this day, I'm still getting fucked on some shit. Like, I, I'm I'm sometimes I'm nervous to produce records for people because like. Especially people that don't aren't on a real label, because it's like, how how do I know you're gonna pay me? How do I know like you're gonna be 100 percent honest about how we're splitting this shit? Yeah. Like I don't know. I don't know because like it's at the end of the day, it's just me and you. And most like rappers have like a fucking quote unquote manager, and like usually it's just their homie who doesn't know shit about anything. So it's like it sucks working with them because like every like first of all like if you're a rapper and you haven't and you're not like able, if you're not even able to tour shit like tour country why the fuck do you have a manager like what do you have to manage your everyday life like <laughs> like bro just chill like wait till you get that big and then people always want like hands in the pot like produce like my thing is like now i'm like dude like find a producer that you really like working with and grow with them mm. all my favorite artists have had like one producer or a team of producers that they never shied away from and that's what caused them to a get better and two like really you, you don't you don't have to worry about how the business is being done because it's just you and the person that you trust yeah like drake has 40 right and then like j cole has a team of producers that he pretty yeah, much assumed he works for no, right yeah. and then like jay-z had like guru as his engineer all his earlier stuff is like just plays heat makers and like every artist that you really like all their popping that shit is usually from one producer and then there's super producers like Timbaland and Pharrell yeah. like who produce for everybody who just hit makers but like and the industry shit is like crazy cause like you could really make a lot of money and like not and only be big regional or even just be big in your city you get a million views off some shit like you're gonna get paid from Spotify yeah. like you that's enough to live like also like people wanna live a, outside of their means so like they're like fuck I only made like you can make seventy five thousand dollars having one popping ass song in your city, and to them that's nothing because they need to live a, a crazy ass lifestyle for Instagram. Yeah, and it's like fuck. Like you should really be focusing on your follow up single or like focusing on, you know, how you're gonna what's your like what's the next record you're gonna do or how can you grow the record you already have and make it bigger. Yeah, what's your uh, what's your goal as a producer, or what are your? I want to put out like, I want to put out an album that's like me producing and it's not. I just want people to listen to it. Like, yeah. I feel like that's always going to be my main thing. Like, I want I want an audience. Like, I want people to care about the music I put out. And, like, it doesn't have to be a lot of people. But it, I just want people to, like, be like, all right, you know what? Like, we listen to it. And, like, I don't... If you think it sucks, it sucks. If you think it's tight, it's tight. But, like, 
I just want to make music with the people that I think are cool or like that I enjoy making music with. Like I like making music with Hoodlum. I like making music with my friend Jeremy, mm -hmm. Mateo. There's like people like that are a little bigger that I want to make music for. I, I really want to produce a record for like someone that's like big, like just to see what it's like to see like, damn, like it'd be tight to have a song like and you hear it on the radio, like or like the, well, the radio's obsolete, but it'd be tight to hear a song like played in the club but like me being a club dj i want i want to be able to play a song i produce and it have the same effect as like a big ass record yeah like i i like think that's i think that should be people's goal like so, so say you do make so like rap predominantly is like like you want to make a banger or you want to make some shit that's going to set people off yeah if that's your style some people don't make music for that but so i do like that's what i care about i'm from, I'm from texas the south i want to make shit for the car yeah or like shit for like that you could write to. So, like, I want to be able to, like, make a song so good that, like, you could play fucking Bar Baby or, like... Damn. Something, and then you could play the song I made right after with whoever, and it won't feel like it's, like, a big drop-off in quality. Yeah. And, like, that's my goal. I want to make shit that's timeless, man. Like, I feel like, like, San Antonio ha has had, like, a really cool last five years in rap music. You've had Mateo, you've had Blake, Lil Booty Call... Like hoodlum, this homeboy Rich from the from the from like the Marbach area, who's also someone I've worked with. Like, there's a lot of rappers. Re then there's like a like a different kind of rap that's not so like street oriented, like Reek and all them, and like the Frito Gang, and like it's cool to see like all of them like pursuing it, and it it hasn't slowed down for them. To me, it's just like, all right, like I'm excited. Like the 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 real test now is for them to put out like either a re like a really cohesive project or like make a song that like is undeniably fucking great mm -hmm. like not on a local scale like you should some people are like oh it's pretty good for being san antonio but it's like i want to make some shit that's pretty good for like music you yeah. know what i'm saying like and that's tough like i'm still learning like i don't know if i'm ever gonna do it but like i'm gonna try have you figured out who you are as a producer like your sound or yeah for sure i like dark shit i like really dark stuff i I sample a lot of Spanish music. Yeah. I actually had... It's crazy. I ha I want to know y'all's opinion on this. I had this really... This kid had singled me out on... I think I saw that. On Twitter because in 2015, he had... I had met him because of my homie Saint. And he had posted... He had these songs on his SoundCloud where he was like... Like slowing down Spanish songs. Like popular Spanish songs. And then adding like trap drums to them. And it was, like, essentially, like, a loop, and it was, like, slowed down, hard as fuck, like, beautiful loop style, I call it, like, was, which is one of one of the people that everyone in San Antonio should know. I don't know if you know him. What, yeah. what, beautiful Lou? Beautiful Lou. Beautiful Lou's, like, a producer, and he produced uh, Kissing Pink for ASAP Rocky. Oh, wow. And Trilla for ASAP Rocky. Yeah. He produced, uh, he did these things with Kitty Pride, Riff Raff, Action Bronson. Damn. He's from San Antonio. Well, he's, he's, I know he wasn't born here. Or maybe he was born here and he moved and moved back. But I've recently been working with him, but he's someone... My mentor is this guy named CJ. He goes by... Um, CJ from Torrejon. He used to go by Wizkidda back then, a long time ago. And, like, those two people kind of... I feel like... So, CJ definitely more hands-on, showed me how to make music. And then Beautiful Lou has always been, like, someone I thought... Like, I looked at from, like, a... Like a oh man like this guy did some shit on YouTube some yeah. shit like this cause in 2012 like I was like oh fuck some guy from San Antonio 
produced on one of the most pop, biggest mid tapes of all time, the ASAP Rocky tape. So like, my sound is like a blend of those things, I think. And I feel like they, they, both of them encompass San Antonio. Yeah. Like, very Texas, very in your face. Like, I like really like obnoxious loud drums. Like, I like things like that. I like slow down shit. I like that. I think that's my sound. I remember we had a conversation at Squeeze. And it was weird. We were having like a serious conversation as like, he's doing his set. I remember you were telling me one of your favorite albums is um, ASAP Ferg's debut album. Yeah, it's tight as fuck. Like, dude, it's crazy because he'll never get he'll never get back to that, and and like the thing is he like he'll have that forever. Trap Lord is crazy, yeah. like all of it, all the way through is crazy. Like the production, I think he had a clams beat on there. Like they had another, they had like their own in house shit. Like they had fucking, I can't remember the fucking dude's name. Like Trap Lord is a is to, is a top ten trap album mm-hmm. to me. With number one being Thug Motivation 101, the GZ album. Yeah. That's the, that, or the TI album. The, the TI that actually created the, the term trap, trap music. music. Yeah. Like trap music album. Like, but Trap Lords is great. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's aged well. I haven't listened to it in a long time. Oh, wow. I haven't listened to it like in three years, maybe. Well, the way you were talking about it, that, that was like earlier this year when we were talking about it. And it just, it, that year I played it nonstop. I played it like, well, then I was also partying a lot. So, like, okay. that was, like, a, a great party album because everybody would just, like, get fucked up and it's, like, hype shit. Do you... I like to judge music based on how, how it ages. Do you view it differently? Like, some people may view it like, hey, for this, this was great for its time. So that makes it, you know, greater. Okay, like, I'll what, give you an example. I listened to my homeboy, Brazy, who's, like, part of Frito Gang, do this podcast. And they start talking about Big Sean. Yeah. And how shit hasn't aged well. So I went in back and I listened to Big Sean. And it sucks. It's terrible. Like, I don't know if, what, if I liked it. In the, I know I liked him at that time. Like, Finally Famous Volume 3, the mixtape. No oh, D, yeah. No DJ version. Like, I thought it was tight. And I thought his first album was cool. I, I bought his first album. Really? Yeah, and I thought it was tight. I thought all, I think all his albums. This is my opinion. I like I Dark Sky. All, I like Dark Sky Paradise. I don't like any of his albums. Dude, the intro to Paradise, the intro, with Mike Will is yeah. crazy. But like, dude, he stinks. Like he stinks now. And like, to me, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what, was I living? Like, did I was I stupid then? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nah. And like, I'm like, I'm not sure if I uh, what my taste has changed. You know, there's some shit that's aged like wine to me. Like, uh, Pilot Talk. One and two by currency are fire still. I listened to them the other day. Like ski beats was sick as fuck on those. And like most of Jay Z shit, like Drake's shit's not his hit or miss. Like Thank Me Later stinks. His first album, terrible album. What about Wiz? Wiz, <laughs> Albert's gonna fight. He's gonna play you ten seconds <laughs> in the parking lot. Fight school. I think fight fight school's <laughs> aged well. Dude, Wiz, Wiz, Wiz's first... Wiz, I didn't even listen to Wiz's first, like, big, major studio album. The one that had, like, Black and Yellow. Mm-hmm. When Black and Yellow killed Wiz Khalifa for me. Like, I don't care about any of his music after that. I love Cabin Fever. Cabin it was before Fe- that. It was before yeah. that, yeah. Cabin like, Fever slapped. Well, Cushion Orange Juice is a is a, also another big tape. Cushion, like, my... Th- is that the one with Rooftops? No, Rooftops is... No, yeah. No, Rooftops is on... How Fly? I don't know. I downloaded music illegally at that time, so I don't, I didn't know what was from what album. So like, okay, I buy so music Cush, now. Cushion orange juice is Cushion orange juice is is up there. 
50 Cent's first tape is up there. I don't know if you ever listened to it. Y'all should listen to it if y'all want. Was that the one that was like in... It was it's old as fuck. Yeah. It's old as fuck. Like super old. I think I listened to a couple songs. I mean... It had like How to Rob on there. Or whatever. I forget how it's called. That's, that, that tape is hard. What was the first rap album you ever bought? Um, Back for the First Time, Ludacris. Back for the Very First Time. Whatever. What was yours? Uh, Public Enemy. It was... I don't like rapidly rap. Like, I never like, got into it. Really? I mean, later, like, as an adult, or, like, as, like, I, I, I like Down South shit. I always like the production more than the song. Like, Ludacris mm-hmm. had some crazy-ass production on that first album. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's 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 the... Big Sean is the Ludacris of his era. Because go back and, like... Really yeah, the, the punchlines and... Like, they were kind of... They were, like, kind of set up kind of shitty, and, like, I go back and listen to Ludacris. Like, you know, I play throwback shit in the club. I love... I'm, oh. Yeah. <laughs> So like, so like, but a lot of fucking, a lot of ludicrous shit sucks now. <laughs> like when I was a little kid, I used to think that like when he's all like, feels like a midget is hanging from my necklace. necklace. I was like, a little kid. Me was like, oh, that was fucking crazy. <laughs> grown up, grown ass adult version. He's like, dude, shut the fuck up, bro. This shit stinks. It was all for the music videos. Yeah, the music videos like. Remember music videos? We music like, videos went hard, man. They don't anymore. I Especially this. like in the mid 2000s. Do you, know, you know who Normani is or Normani or Normani? No. She's like, she used to be part of Fifth Harmony and now she's like Beyonce's pushing her career kind of, I guess. But she put out a video and it's like a play on old videos. I was like, man, this shit stinks too. The song stinks. Uh, and I was just like, what the fuck? Like, what is this shit, man? The first album I bought was Graduation. But the first CD I ever bought was from the Poteet Flea Market. And it had... Um, it was a mix? Yeah, it was a mix. So it had Chunk Up a Deuce. And this is right before Pimp C died. And it had... Um, uh, where them pages at? Where them pages at? Yeah. It was uh, Wino. Yeah, Wino. Oh, man. So I had those. It was oh, just a bunch of Trump. songs from the South. And I would That's play a fire the, bro, mix already. Bro, yeah, those two songs I would play all the freaking time. And I think there was one song in between those two. I don't know. The first song. CD I ever had was Linkin Park's first album. That was... Oh. My parents got it for me in fourth grade. They bought me a Walkman CD player, an orange one, and that CD and, like, a thing of batteries. And, like, I listened to it. I thought that shit was so hard. I used to think that that fool was, like, uh, what's his name? Mike Shinoda. I used to think he was a tight-ass rapper. <laughs> no, I did, too. I was like, I would like, be, be like, motherfucker, you think Jay-Z's tight? Have you heard of Mike Shinoda? What the fuck out of What the fuck was I on, dog? <laughs> what was your first album that you bought? I forgot. Uh, Public Enemy. No, no, no. No, uh, Metallica. Metallica. Uh, Ride the Lightning. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's a classic. Bro, one. mine's harder than both of y'all's. Oh, Baja Men, dog. That was your first album you ever got just because of a single? Yeah. <laughs> I told our, the first podcast we recorded, it deleted, but <laughs> I told the story on there. I, I used to lie down on the floor. <laughs> Light a candle and listen to a bomb and CD. All religious. No, dude, like, straight up like a seance. No, like, they... I let the dogs out. Dude. Hey, well, real shit, like, I was I was watching, like, list, uh, looking at that Ringer 1999 list thing. Um, and Smooth by Rob Santana is... Uh, 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 by Carlos Rob Santana. Smooth by Carlos Santana and Rob Thomas is a straight up banger for life. Bro, Carlos Santana would never do wrong in my eyes. Mm-hmm. He had that one song with the dude from Nickelback. 
Oh, he did a song with what? it? What? Yeah, dude. Oh, uh, never mind. Do your Google's doggy. <laughs> do your do Google's doggy. <laughs> Dog. So what are you listening to right now? Like, what are your favorite projects from this year? From this year, my favorite project is the Maxo Cream album. Oh, I love it. Um, That's up there. Uh, what else am I listening to? Actually, let me, I'm going to actually gonna look through my Apple Music shit. You think having uh, Apple Music over Spotify is elitist? <laughs> no, I just think it's dumb. <laughs> I have Spotify, dude. I, I, I love Spotify. Um, what am I listening to? But I should try Apple Music. I, I still have the free trial available. Um, listening to... <laughs> it's my lab broken here. <laughs> um... Alberts with his Android... Yeah, I got the Spotify, so... I'm listening to Yavez by Selena from her Venco Mingo album a lot lately. Um, I have a playlist called My Dad Wants Me to Join the Military. And it's, <laughs> and it's just Killian the Name of and Other Side by Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> With his busted toes. <laughs> I, I, I make playlists like thinking like... Like I have this playlist called Winnie the Pooh Outer Body Experience. It's just a bunch of songs that make me feel all wavy inside. <laughs> Oh, shit. I just I just started building a playlist for and I got, Oh actually I listened to this one It's called Little Cute Pop Songs I made this one too It's just Casey, Mugra- Casey Musgraves And Willow Smith Oh Willow Smith goes hard man Oh fuck yeah, yeah Dude the hard. whole family man Nah Will Smith sucks now You don't like Will Smith? Not no more I like, like Will Smith in 2003 Dude do you see him on that Netflix movie? It was fucking god awful which one? He was like a cop or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. That one was pretty... Will Smith and Adam Sandler have had the same career trajectory. But was, but, and they're both rich. They should make a movie together. But Will Smith's actually a great actor, though. Yeah, he was great. And and um, I liked him in uh, Pursuit, Pursuit of Happiness. Happiness. Yeah. Right? That, that, that's all... Like, I I feel like that's like one of the movies that gets like all... Like, when we talk about Will Smith, they'll be like, hey, he's a good actor, though. You didn't... You were in that scene where he's crying in the fucking restroom. No, and, I'm just like, and it's always a thing. It's like, all, like that scene and like. Bro, have you seen that movie uh, where it's like, the the different person seven like, pounds? No, it's like love. It's all these people and Michael Pena's in it, and like they represent different emotions. What? It's like I don't know what. What's it's, the a, movie? it's a cartoon. No, it's a it's an actual like real life movie. Never heard of it. The movie was it was bad, but he was a, he, he did a great job Will in Smith it. Will Smith was in it. Yeah, Will Smith was in it. It was like him, Michael Pena. And these people represent these, like, one represents death, one represents um, love. One represents, like, yeah. it's all your emotions, right? Yeah, pretty much. Um, but it was a good movie because, like, he, he goes off on death. And, yeah. like, he, because his daughter dies in, at the beginning of the movie. Like, you know his daughter's dead, so he's, like, grieving her death. So he sees these people. But, but Will Smith is in it. Yeah. What does it's he like, play, like, comic relief? No, it was a serious movie. He's, he's like, the... Um, I don't know. I Someone's see. like, hey, have you seen Will Smith and iRobot? Like, that's his best movie. I, I hey, just... iRobot goes hard, dog. I like that. that. That's just me being a kid saying that. No, I, I like it. iRobot went hard. I, I I like a lot of bad movies, though. Like, I, like, I like movies that people don't like. Like, the other day we were talking about movies. That's um, the most hipster thing you said tonight. Well, movies <laughs> don't like. Well, like, I like a lot of pe- I like a lot of movies that people think are shitty. Like, yeah. I really like fucking, like, Joe Dirt. Oh, dude, I love oh, Joe Dirt. Oh, Joe Dirt's amazing. Yeah, but people hate it. People think it's it's, a, it's terrible. And it's I like, fighting the gator. <laughs> yeah, I'm, dude, like Joe Dirt's funny as fuck to me still. But like people are like, oh, this is terrible. Like this is a bad movie. That movie's a classic. Like uh, anything Adam Sandler past two thousand five, I don't like. But like anything before that, I, I still think. I it's hate amazing. Little Nicky. Yeah. I don't yeah, like it. It, it makes me feel fucking. It makes me feel ugly inside. 
Like I get Oscar watching it. <laughs> I get Oscar. Oscar made the podcast. This is great, dude. Did Oscar. I do, bro? It's I love not, it. I, it. It used to scare me as a kid, dog. Little Nicky was scary. Like not, not just like the dude with the boobs on his head. Yeah. It was fucking. It's scar- it was scarring. <laughs> I'm serious. Little Nicky. Oh my god, I forgot. Best Adam Sandler movie. Um, I would say I'm in between Big Daddy. Happy and Gilmore, Waterboy. dude. Happy Gilmore goes hard. I like Billy Madison. Uh, see, that's hard, man. Like those, those are. Yeah, no, I'm gonna go with Billy Madison. I think it's so, so, fu- it's so like really funny. Yeah, I'm I just like Happy Gilmore. I, I like Ben Stiller's small cameo, where the woman's like, "Can I pardon you for a warm glass of milk?" And then he's like, "I'll pardon you for a warm glass." So shut the hell up! And oh. I just think that's the funniest scene ever. The old lady, right? Yeah. you will Billy... go to sleep, or I'll put you to sleep. Well, I think too with, with Billy Madison, you got Chris Farley. Like oh yeah, like I oh think, he's driving the school bus yeah and then he oh, got like, little oh, parts Doyle too. Doyle rules to me is like I would always <laughs> say that growing up, but like oh Doyle rules. I say it in my car like when my parents are driving. I I use the I, actually my fiance uh, Caroline she was going through some Facebook uh, posts you know people do some long ass weird posts about like random stupid shit so uh, my fiance took the time to read this post to me. And I go on YouTube and I find that that segment of the movie where he goes on about like the puppy. Oh, when he's <laughs> and, oh, we're now literally done for having hearing yeah, this. I take I I uh, find that on YouTube and I send her the link. I was like, post that under that post. <laughs> well, no, he's like, we're not literally dumber for having listened to this. May God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> dude, for, yeah. dude, that's a cla- that's a classic scene. Yeah, no, Billy Madison is up there because I had all those on VHS. Because I, like I said, I didn't have cable, so oh. Like I, I had Billy Madison on VHS too. Yeah, I, I had all those on VHS. We had Titanic on VHS, and it was like nine tapes long. Bro, <laughs> I my sisters would watch it all the time. I'm like, how do you have time to watch this? Damn Dude, I, I just remember like they'd be like, "Get Titanic, we're gonna watch Titanic," and someone had to like go into a big chest and it'd take like eight people to lift this VHS box. <laughs> oh, shit. I was like, I'm trying to play the 60. I'm like, trying to watch fuck, this shit. We're about to fucking watch Titanic. It's gonna take fucking forever. I know. Like, I was like, wake me up when movie? they show the tits. <laughs> so that was five year old me. I don't the think first, like that anymore. The, I remember like seeing moves on a movie or like a Swordfish. Oh yeah, Halle Berry. Halle Berry. I remember my parents said, I guess they didn't know what's gonna happen, and my mom just kind of looked at me like, 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 <laughs> and I was just looking like. <laughs> I wish I, I mean y'all can't see me but I was like what the fuck those are dits <laughs> oh man parents I need to close your eyes right. not no more no, the first pair of boobs I saw were blood in blood out true you know I didn't see that movie until I was older like really I saw it as 15 a 15 or 16 really yeah I didn't see it as a young age saw it as a 6 year old like those movies like those films I saw as a kid the one I shouldn't have watched as a kid was American Me cause that is a very like disturbing movie like cps is like uh <laughs> they're like hey there's this guy he's talking about how he saw american meme when he's five years old <laughs> he keeps telling the students open your eyes bottle <laughs> with the pencil let me talk to this fool man <laughs> oh my god dude that's funny this um, was eating dino nuggets and watching american meme <laughs> what the fuck are dino nuggets you ever had those dino nuggets? y'all's ages show <laughs> Bro, they still make them. What, what is that? What is Dino Nuggets? It's like a Tyson Nugget. I should have said Tyson. Oh, Tyson, all right. Motherfuckers Tyson. eating Tyson Nuggets, watching American Me. Shout out Tyson. With a little fudge brownie. Yeah. No trace. It always get burned. A little, co- a little cosmic brownie. <laughs> or the fucking dam- da- dam- Daminos or whatever. Oh, Danimals? Oh, Bro, them shits are nasty. <laughs> you get some sort of radiation poisoning from those. Those, okay. oh, Like, right. running up for you like, I like, I like shitty frozen food and... <laughs> Like, bro, Hot Pockets. 
Dude, hot pockets still go hard. I don't even play. Like, one day I'll, I'll smash one if I'm on the run. Like, I'm like, man, what the fuck? I gotta be somewhere. Just throw that in, throw that in the microwave. I remember f- the first time I ever went and had dinner with white people. Like, uh, I used to, my dad lived on the north side, like Converse area. Okay. And, like, uh, I had a, I had met a homeboy named Tyler who lived down the street. And I just remember, like, he was like, you want to, like, we played basketball in our front yard. He's like, you want to come over, like, to eat? And I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'm down. I mean, I didn't say that in my head. I was probably like nine. So I was like, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, <laughs> what a delightful gesture. <laughs> I was like, yeah. So like, I, I went down to his house and like, his house is all clean. Like, it's all nice and shit. Kind of weird scent, right? Like, <laughs> scent I wasn't not used to. Because my house always smelled like fucking like potpourri or some shit. Like, my parents always had like shitty potpourri. But like, when my dad did. <laughs> So like we uh we I walk into their house and we all sit down, it's like him and like he had like a younger sibling and like uh they start bringing out like every first of all like they they put everything out on the table, which is which was not a thing for me. My, we always served ourselves like off the stove. Yeah. And like then took it to the table. So every they brought out everything like in fucking like glass ornament type shit or like you know what I'm saying? Like it looked all nice, like crystal. Yeah, and so like I was like, oh fuck, like it's pork chops, like I fucking love pork chops, and and it had macaroni, like craft macaroni, and like all this other shit. Where's the bread at? No, no. no. So, so okay, I had to have bread with every meal. <laughs> Me too. Okay, some kind of bread or like, dude. What's funny is a side note. My dad eats chips with everything he eats, like Fritos or like tortilla chips, like with everything he eats, like pizza or anything, like. And I was like, why is all I like for there to be a crunch when I'm eating? I was like, oh, you're fucking weird. But, okay, side note. So we're all sitting down eating all that shit. And then I was like, oh, you know, can I have something to drink? I asked, right? And they're like, yeah, of course. And they come on, they pour me a glass of milk. <laughs> what the hell? And everyone's sipping milk while we're eating pork chops. And I was like, it was a culture shock to me. And later I learned that, like, that's a thing in, like, outside of Texas, I guess. Or, like with different people but they were, we were straight up drinking milk and eating pork chops and craft macaroni it was it was crazy you know what's funny though we think that's weird but we did that at, throughout public school oh you know what that is we we, we we always we think it's weird but we did that shit all like lunchtime we had yeah, chocolate milk white mo- milk motherfuckers eat, was eating like fucking enchiladas we had milk chocolate milk uh, chocolate yeah. milk and crispy tacos bro happy as fuck not even batting an eye hey you fish your milk <laughs> straight up oh, that is true one time one time I went to jail and I was in there for like a day and I remember, like, dude, I don't eat bologna sandwiches. Like, I hate bologna. I refuse to eat bologna. <laughs> Bologna's disgusting. My cousins oh, ate that dude, shit up. Man. Okay, no, so, like, I was, in, I was in jail, and I was sitting there, and they're, like, they're, they're bringing us, like, a little thing, like, a little thing to eat. I was in there for, like, 24 hours, not even a long time. And, like, they gave, they gave me, like, a fucking bologna sandwich and an orange and, a, and two cookies. I was like, fuck, I'm so fucking hungry, dude. Like, what the fuck am I going to do? Like, I couldn't even... I, now I know that if it was a life, def- a life or death situation, I would die instead of eating baloney. <laughs> but like, they got, we were like, there were, there was like five of us in one little room, and this older man, he was all like, "You're gonna eat that," and I was all like, "Nah." I was like, "Give me your orange and your two cookies," and he was like, "Okay." So I traded my baloney sandwich, and I ate two oranges and four cookies that day. It was sick. I don't want his pork chop. I want his life. I went on. I went on a camping trip. I don't really like bologna either, but no, you like it. You like no, it. dude. We went on a went on a camping trip, and my mom's friend, you know, she brought stuff for for sandwiches, and like this is on like a Saturday morning, 
Well, by the end of, like, Saturday night, we're, like, still searching for stuff. And the whole day, she was like, oh, do you want a bologna sandwich? Do you want a bologna sandwich? Yeah. Like, I brought stuff for sandwiches. Well, like, not till she's leaving. She's like, oh, yeah, like, there's ham in there, too. I was like... What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I, like, my girl only eats turkey sandwiches. Like, she hates ham. Like, and she doesn't eat red meat either. But, like, I don't like turkey either. I mean, I like turkey, like, on Thanksgiving. But, like, not, like, I don't want to be... Now you know what? I, I take it back. Fuck whatever I just said. I like to. Yeah, I can do everything but that. But yeah, that's dude. That's funny. Where, where are we at right now? One hour and fifteen minutes. I, Damn, Joe should, Rogan ain't got shit on us. Should we wrap it up or what? I, I One last final question, and we'll and we'll and we'll segue what? out of here. Where, where do you see yourself in ten years? No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, um, so what's next for you? I wish I could say, man. I, I definitely am doing some... I think everyone that fucks with me will know, like, in the next week or so. Mm-hmm. I don't, when are you going to put this out? Probably, like, tomorrow or the day after. Damn, I wish I could... You don't have to say anything. I mean, yeah, yeah. You could there's throw some, it out there and people yeah, who know will, will know. There's something that we're about to do. Like, um, not just me, but, like, me and my homegirl in partnership with someone else that we already work with mm-hmm. and I'm super excited about it and it's definitely like the next step of my life and something I want to do like I want to be able to continue to do more shit at Paper Tiger which are the people that I work for and also like continue to find younger people and do cooler things and let give them a platform that I didn't have when I was that age and try to see where it goes from there man I, I just want to do cool shit in San Antonio like my main goal is always to whatever I feel like is happening elsewhere I don't give a fuck about but like we should be able to do cool stuff here for our community for our culture and like the people that like I don't know give a fuck about stuff I want to I want to like entertain them Uh, what kind of feeling do you get when you do stuff like that when you help others it's fulfilling man like honestly like I love seeing people like thrive man like I feel like everything that I've gotten in my life and like all of the opportunities I've ever received is because I'm like trying to help someone else get somewhere. And yeah, like the, like I'm happy to like, to have made this my career and my life, but like there was a point in time where it wasn't. And I feel like I used to get discouraged and think like, man, like I want to do music. I want to do all this bullshit. And like, no one gives a fuck. And then I would like beat myself up and like, just be like sad. But then like, you just can't give up. Like, and it'll, ha- it'll happen if you just never stop trying. Like, not quit- not quitting is hard. Like, it's super hard. And I have people like my girl who, like, has, who has been with me, like, through the bottom of it. And, like, now, like, we're starting to see, like, some real progress. And, like, and, like my friends, like, Lasercat and Sophie and, like, my friend Michael. Like, people I've made music with, like, and they... It, it, it's a crazy ass it's a crazy ass feeling to see like at one point in time we were doing shit and nobody would come fuck with us the strip was not what it was it was way like we used to DJ and there'd be like fucking 50 people there and we thought it was tight now like on a normal day you'll get like a few hundred yeah and like now it's like you know in in, in collaboration with like people like my friend Danny and all his all of his team like we've been able to do a bunch of cool shit down there and like now it's like how do we keep it from getting fucked like how do we how do we prevent it from getting to something we don't want it to be? Mm-hmm. And how do we continue to grow the culture? Like we know what works now. We know that people want to hear party shit and they want to party and have a good time. We also need to start trying to test people and like give them different 
things to digest. Like there should be better, sh- there, there can be and will be better things or other things mm-hmm. in the next 12 months. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that there's people out there that want more than just the shit that we're giving them. And I hope to, you know, kind of like redirect the, the course of it. Where can people find you? On Twitter, at Xanax Fan Club. But if you hear this after September 1st, it's Big Text Johnny. And it's that it's going to be the same thing across all the boards. And y'all can holler at me if y'all have questions at John Michael at PaperTigerSATX.com. Albert, where can they find you? Uh, Treble Art, <clears throat> Instagram, Facebook, um, and also uh, AlbertGonzalezArt.com or Santan Art Gallery. Come by. And you can find me at Sports Guy Jose at Twitter and Instagram. It's Sports Guy Jose. That wraps it up for episode two of that One Bottles podcast. I do not hate blonde. I was just disappointed in it. Stay brown. <laughs> <laughs>